Hey guys, welcome back to my podcast. Um, exciting news. I'm no longer in the hospital. The last time I did a podcast, I was in the hospital for a thyroid storm um, that was attacking my entire body. <clears throat> and uh, unfortunately, I almost lost my life, but I survived. I pushed through and... Um, the last couple weeks I was in I was home but I was recovering and trying to gain my strength back and um, there's things about <laughs> your body that are so incredible that you take for granted on a daily basis and for me one of the things was the ability to be able to stand up um, you know from sitting down and then being able to stand up that was an emotional experience for me um, because I couldn't I couldn't stand for a really long time I couldn't stand without assistance I couldn't literally pick myself up without having to push off something so for me being able to stand was quite an extraordinary moment um, and now today I'm, I'm back at work i'm back at doing my job so i thought i would talk about a movie while i check some books in into my library uh the movie is called pieces of a woman it's on netflix and it stars vanessa kirby and shia labeouf uh supporting actors are ellen burston molly parker uh, Liza Shingler, Sarah Snook, Jimmy Fails. Uh, there, it's, it's a good cast. It's it's about it's a sad movie. I'm I'm not gonna like sugarcoat that. If you are looking to cry, you should probably watch this film. Um, <clears throat> it's it's a it's a heartbreaking home birth. Leaves a woman grappling with the profound emotional fallout isolated from her partner and family by a chasm of grief. Uh, it, I'm surprised that it didn't win anything. I'm, it has a lot of the nominations, but it, it didn't, I don't think it won anything. It just has nominations, but this movie is definitely something that should have won something. Um, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 76%, IMDb gave it a 7.1 out of 10, Metacritic gave it a 66%, and Google users who've watched this film, 79% um, have liked this film. Um, I, I, I think it was released September 4th, so I don't, I had not heard of this film, so, um, Maybe they advertised it on Netflix. I'm not sure. Netflix tends to overshadow films with their own. So I'm I'm not quite sure why recently was the first time I ever heard of this film. But um, I, it, I'm a huge fan of Shia. So I... I was interested to watch because I had just watched him in The Tax Collector. So I'm thinking that 2020 was a big year for Shia since he he came out with a few films. Um, 
he came out with the tax collector um it's not even showing all of his films on here he's just a phenomenal actor to me um he he's such a diverse person when it comes to his acting and i think we all saw that because shy's not much older than i am i think he's like a year older than i am so um i i, I yeah, he's a year older. So with Shia, um, <clears throat> I think, you know, uh, when we all watched him in that movie, True Confessions, and he played the brother who was severely autistic, um, you knew at that point, like this, this, this kid has something in him. He's, he is an artist. Uh, regardless of what's going on in his personal life or what other um, women say about him, I think it's just one woman. But um, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't really, I, I don't care. I don't. I'm not a person who cares about those things, so I didn't look into it. Um, but I do know that he's kind of getting backlash, and people aren't watching his films for that reason. And I think it's stupid because. Um, his performances are always profound uh so you're kind of missing out on great films because you don't agree with or you believe this one specific person and um we can get into that conversation because I actually have know a family that was personally affected by a woman who lied um so I feel like instead of dragging a man and just believing the woman, uh, you should look into it, <laughs> do some research. Um, he, I feel like there's a lot of women who, who call wolf, you know, when there's nothing there and, um, they don't want to own up to their own discretion. They, they don't, they don't want to be, they don't want to tell people who they are in the situation, what they did to provoke this. I never believe that people are just angry just to be angry. There's always a reason that goes beyond it. <clears throat> and when people lash out in violence, not saying that it's right, it's not right, but there's usually more to the story. The per, there's a per, uh, something that's provoked or done to push someone to that limit. Um, I, I've watched it before with couples that I've worked with. I've watched it with people that I know, you know, women will put their hands on men and think that, oh, he's not going to respond because I'm a woman. So I, I definitely think that women should be held accountable for their actions. Um, and how we respond to trauma is also men how they're going to respond to trauma and we always we always want to take out that's why i think the me too movement is so dangerous it's it's in a lot of ways evil because we are victimizing females instead of empowering them and we are taking the power away from men in a negative way now they have no power they have no say they have they, they they are not able to express their feelings 
or if they've been hurt as well people forget men can be sexually assaulted also men can be broken over a situation also as um that became very real to me the first time I ever got pregnant um I got pregnant and I had um miscarried and um my boyfriend who I eventually married but at the time my boyfriend um was very sad over the situation um and I realized in that moment it wasn't just me going through this it wasn't just my body it wasn't just my experience it was his also and it really shifted my my point of view on everything to be honest um I don't believe in my body my rules I don't believe that anymore unless I was raped I don't believe it because at at one point me and this person decided we were going to have an intimate moment with each other and this was the consequence of it so it's a decision we both make not just myself um because I made a decision to be intimate with that person I put I I allowed them to have a piece of my body and um it it I just, you know, I see that, I saw that moment and I, it changed, it changed me, it changed my thoughts, it changed everything for me, but, um, this film, this film is just, it's incredible, if you don't watch it because of Shia, that's actually just, it's unfortunate because he does a phenomenal job, you know, right from the jump, you see that this woman, is pregnant she's I think ready to so the first couple scenes of the film the first part is she goes to get this apple and I guess she's been eating apples this entire time during her pregnancy and then um she she eats the apples and um she goes to a car dealership and her mom buys them a car and you see from the beginning that he builds bridges and um that's the husband as shia and, or or the partner the partner um shia he builds bridges he has a truck he gets in this van with her and he's not fond of the fact that the mom is buying them a car you know they are financially struggling but um he's he doesn't like that the the mom is so intertwined into their relationship however they needed the car because they have a truck and they didn't want to put a baby in that truck so she now has a van to to transport this baby they have a family car and you you see in the opening scene that they're they're a solid couple they communicate they 
have a disagreement and they still communicate. Um, They are loving towards each other. He is attentive to what she needs. And... You know, there's just... It doesn't really give you, like, any other backstory. You know, how long they dated or how long they've been together. Or are they only together because they have a baby? You don't know any of that. And it doesn't really matter. All you see is that she's pregnant and now she's in labor. And they have decided to do a home birth. And he's very attentive to her in this situation. Um, I, I don't know, um, I don't think that Vanessa Kirby has ever had children. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't say on her, it doesn't say on her, um, on her, on her Google page if she's had kids or not, um, It, it, uh, so I don't know if they intentionally made the labor the way they did um, as a plot to what, what was about to happen but I found the labor severely odd um, just because for someone who has had three children and had the labor uh, to go with it. Um, I've, I've, unless you have an epidural, you're not as calm as it. You literally feel like every bone in your body is breaking. So, um, (laughs) to experience, um, labor in such a chill, sleepy way, um, I'm not really sure what they were kind of going through with that. Um, Because she she heard... She was so like... Oh, but I'm just going to lay here for a second. I feel like I need to push, but let me lay here for a second. That would never happen in an actual labor. Um, Yeah, that would never happen in an actual labor. Uh, Coming from someone, like I said... And I actually do labor very well... Um, so I feel like I, I handle labor extremely well. So in the end, the end part of that labor, when you're getting ready to push, like I said, you feel like every bone in your body is breaking and you are in excruciating pain, but at the same time, you feel this unction to push and that unction doesn't go away you will feel like that until you push the baby out so this whole like well just let's just wait a second i just want to lay here for a second that doesn't actually happen your body is telling you like no i gotta get this thing out of me there is a ring of fire going down in my body 
and it's telling it's not going to go away until I get this baby out of my body and the baby is pushing you know needing to come out because at this point it can lose oxygen and if you don't push the baby out the baby loses oxygen because now it's no longer in you it's no longer in your it's no longer breathing in your placenta it is it's broken and exposed and needs to get out of your body you could literally suffocate your child if you do not push it out so the uh, you're watching your i personally i got frustrated because you're watching her and she just keeps trying to chill and relax and just just hold on a minute but then i also see that there's there's a sense of urgency in the midwife where the midwife's like okay come on we got to do this but the midwife's not being pushy and i feel like in that sense the midwife should have been pushy the midwife should have been like no we're not taking breaks you need to get this baby out of you you're you could kill your baby if you don't push it sh- it should have been that type of urgency um but and 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 this is coming I've also had midwives for all three of my kids. So um I I do understand how midwives work. I understand what they're there for and the support that they give you, but I've always had midwives who were honest with me and were like, "Look, we need to get this baby out. You know, we you need to push." And um so you end up finding out that the baby is born and suffocates and dies. Um originally the the family wants to press charges towards the midwife saying that the midwife was the reason why the child passed away even though she was she had a sense that because of how the mother was acting they will probably need ambulance and she did tell she did tell the um partner Shia um his character's name is Sean they did tell Sean to go and call 911 which Sean did um and um I don't believe the midwife ever told I don't believe that the midwife ever told the mother which is named Martha um who is played by Vanessa Kirby um Martha if she needed to go to the hospital I don't remember that um yeah I I believe that she just kept mentioning to call call an ambulance and um she was having a hard time locating the heartbeat and so uh what's interesting about this film is even though you're watching this traumatic moment um of the baby dying the the rest of the film is actually where the story's at is that the mother Martha she shuts down she completely shuts down from everybody and she cuts people off and 
it becomes about her. She, you know, if her pain, what she wants. And even though all these other people are grieving just as much as she is, the selfishness of who she is as a person and the immaturity of who she is as a person begins to start showing because now all she cares about is what she wants what what she's feeling and it's this journey that you watch with all of them all of the characters her mother her sister her brother-in-law her her partner you kind of see just how frustrated everyone becomes through that because they're all sad also they're all broken also and it really shifts I feel it's a good movie to shift your perspective and it could go in either way I feel like it's a conversation starter it could literally go either way your mind can go into a thought of yeah well she has every right to feel that it was her body or you could go into the direction of it's not just her body it was his kid too it was his daughter too and it's important I feel to have that conversation especially with everything that's going on in the world right now you know should we give dads that kind of credit do dads deserve that credit they've lost a child also so should we care more about what they think should we care more about what they feel just because they didn't carry the child doesn't make them less of a parent you know that's the most devastating argument that I've ever heard that just because a father does not carry the child he is less than a parent because he didn't he didn't carry them you know and i'm watching this film shortly after i almost lost my life you know and i'm in i'm in my 30s and i almost lost my life and my dad took it very hard my dad took it extremely hard for for him to think that he might have to bury one of his own kids um, is a devastating thought. So me being in my 30s, you know, the, and my dad experiencing that that way, it definitely shifts everything because, you know, it doesn't matter how long that person was a, a parent, they're always going to love their kids. They're always going to feel devastation when the child is no longer part of their life and they focus so much on her and what she's feeling and everyone around her is getting frustrated so I, I mean I don't know what the the director was Cornell uh, Moon Druxo and um I I don't I don't I've never watched I don't think I've watched any films of his I'm trying to pull up and see Yeah, that was the first film 
I've ever watched of his. So, uh, the idea, I don't know where he was going at with what it, but I did like that he brought up both sides. You know, her story, which was, this was her body. She's devastated. She's, she carried the baby. But then there's this other side, which everyone else in her life feels betrayed by her because of her decisions and they needed closure also they needed they needed to have make sense of what happened also but they're also mourning they're mourning this they're mourning he's mourning his daughter she's mourning her granddaughter she his the sister is mourning her niece you know it's it's a sad experience for everyone involved so my thoughts are i want to know what you think of that when it comes to abortion or it comes it comes to experiencing a miscarriage or a stillbirth do you feel that it is solely about the mother or do you believe that the father is experiencing something as well is experiencing pain as well is experiencing sadness as well let me know what you think um, this movie again is called Pieces of a Woman. It's on Netflix. It's rated R. I would not suggest you watch this with kids, but um, I do suggest you watch it. It's an amazing film. I would give it a nine out of ten. I thought it was a great film. I thought that the performances of the actors were amazing, and um, it's thought provoking. So let me know. Let me know what your thoughts are. Tell me what you think. And I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.